living. This is Austin Cunningham and Justin Treese of Talking Football. And today we are going to be breaking down week eight of the NFL season. Yes, you heard that right. We are already halfway through the NFL season. And I can't believe it. I cannot believe that we have already been through the offseason, training camp, and now we're halfway through the year. Do we even know what's going to happen? Honestly, not really. But what I do know is that we're going to be here twice a week talking football with you guys and kind of lining out what the NFL is and what we think might happen and kind of just go from there. So today, of course, like always, we're going to be breaking down the week eight, predicting wins and losses and then prop bets for tonight's game, which is going to be the Minnesota Vikings playing the Washington Redskins. Might be somewhat of a snooze fest, might be a little bit of a blowout. Trees, what are your thoughts on it? I think that we're all probably going to stop watching by the end of the first quarter. I think it's going to be a double-digit game, and we're all going to... It's going to be a lot like Monday night's game. Be like, ha! What else is on TV? I hear there's, like, popular baking shows on Netflix or something we can go watch. Is uh, is Game 2 of the World Series on tonight? It is on tonight. It's 2-2 two to two in the sixth inning right now. Is it going to be on tomorrow night as well? No, I think they don't have a game tomorrow. I, I don't know that for certain, but I don't think so. Yikes. Well, you hate to see that, honestly. But uh, we got NBA back. NBA yes. tie us over for a night. We, well, I know I'm going to get to talk about that on Saturdays. Do you want to start talking about NBA, kind of throwing it in there here and there, or no? For sure, absolutely. Well, let's hear let's hear the old NBA thoughts from Mr. Justin Trees. Right now. Well, right, let's get a 30 second rundown here. What do you um, what do you want to know about? Just tell me some stuff. And I I'll, just want to know I what just... you're excited about, what you're looking forward to, your favorite players, the kind of what you're looking for on guys being on new teams. I'm literally going to set a timer for 30 seconds and just kind of see what you can get out. <laughs> okay. And we are starting three, two, one, go. I obviously have to start out with the Jazz home team. I think they're going to have a big year in the West. I think they'll be probably the third seed in the West when it's all said and done. Conley's going to be a big addition to them. Uh, I think that the East is going to run through three teams. I think it's going to be, obviously, Milwaukee. I think it's going to be the 76ers, and I think it's going to be the Celtics. Obviously, yes, I do know Toronto won it last year. I just don't think that in the long run they're going to be able to keep up with them. Uh, some surprise, and that's it, everybody. There we go. <laughs> and that's it, everybody. Oh man, go ahead and just finish out your thought there. Man, that was great. I don't even remember what I was saying. So you said something about the Toronto Raptors. No, I just got done saying that they were. Uh, I think they'll be probably that four seed in the East. So. It's all good. We'll, we'll talk about it plenty. We'll have a little segment each episode, or once a week at least, where we talk about it a little bit. It's all good. What I really want to get to, though, is oh. <laughs> we did a good little breakdown. Well, I think it's a good little breakdown. With Obviously, the NFL trade deadline is coming up next Tuesday. We came up with our Talking Football's trade that every team should make. We sure did. Uh, it took a little longer than we anticipated. We were supposed to start recording about an hour ago. We both hopped on, not prepared. So we kind of did the rundown and looked at this and went, let's just do it together. And now my question for you, Trees, are we putting this on our social or we just want to run through it? Or both? Both. So let's run through it. Perfect. Okay. So our first team we have listed, we're going to pretty much go from worst to best right now. It's it's not everything's in line. So if you're listening, don't be pissed off if one team's higher than yours and you're wondering why this just it is what it is where we're at. The Cincinnati Bengals is the first team we want to talk about and what we think they should be doing trade wise before Tuesday of next week. And we think that is trade a third rounder to the New York Jets for Leonard Williams and help bolster their defensive line. Yeah, obviously the easy thing would have been saying just trade A.J. Green. We wanted to be a little bit different there. I think that this team can get even more value with trading A.J. Green, but I think that this will help their team. They can sign him long-term, have it be him and Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap on that defensive line. Um, Everybody knows the Bengals are the worst team at stopping the run. 
Leonard Williams is going to be able to uh, help that out. So I think that's a good little thing. It might take a second round pick, honestly, but we thought third rounder is probably in that area. Obviously, the Jets could get um, if he left for free agency or whatnot, or yeah, free agency, they would get a third round pick anyways, but it wouldn't be as early as the Bengals third round pick, which could be the first pick in the third round. Which would be an immediate impact for the Bengals and one for the Jets later down the road. Our next team we're going to go over is the Dolphins. Uh, we've kind of heard this rumor out there already, but trading running back Drake to the Lions for a fifth-round pick in return. I think that's a good spot. The Lions need a running back. The Dolphins are tanking. Might as well just get rid of any other talent you might have on your offense. Yep. Uh, next one, the Washington Redskins. This one's fun. They should trade Josh Norman to division rival Philadelphia Eagles. He's low-key been pretty horrible this year. But, hey, he's probably still better than anything that the Eagles got. So, hey, maybe you trade him to the Eagles. Maybe you get a mid-round pick back. Uh, obviously, obviously not going to happen. Like You don't trade in, in division very often. It doesn't happen. But we, we wanted to throw the Eagles out there because they're the team that probably needs a cornerback the most in the NFL. I mean, at some point, if you're the Redskins, you kind of just have to get over the fact that they're division rivals. You're probably not going to beat them. You really don't have anything else to look forward to. Tomorrow or tonight, excuse me, you're about to get smoked by the Minnesota Vikings. And you play the Eagles when? When do they play the Eagles this season? They've already played them, and they lost. Correct. And they are set to play them again. I think they play them December. last week of the season. Yeah, well, last, one of the last yeah, two games. Mid, middle of December, December 15th. Yep, the, week 14. At that point, I mean, you're going to go on a stretch when you play the Eagles. You're going to play the Lions, Panthers, Packers, Eagles, Giants, Cowboys. Yeah. You, I mean, you might as well really just trade them. It's not going to be that big of a deal. You suck anyways. Allow him to maybe have a chance in Philly and just kind of go from there. He hasn't been anything too impressive anyways. I don't really think you're losing much. The higher draft pick you get, the better. Yep. Next, the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, they just got a second-round pick from the Patriots for Mohamed Sanu. That's probably going to be one of the final three picks, maybe even the final pick of the second round. Uh, why don't you use that and go and trade for Byron Jones from the Eagle or from the Cowboys, who are most likely going to have to let him walk anyways with them having to pay Dak and Cooper. Use that. Upgrade that defensive backfield because, man, Eagles DBs are horrible right now. That's a perfect trade, and that's a win-win for both teams, honestly. Because at this point, the Cow there's a deep cornerback class coming in the draft this next year. Now you have a pick, and you can replace Jones. You don't have to worry about paying him, like you said. That's a win-win for both teams. I like it. Moving on to our next team, the New York Jets. A trade that they should make. Relates to the last team we just discussed in the Atlanta Falcons. Vic Beasley, their edge rusher, he's not being very productive there. Not sure exactly what the reason is. Maybe give him a new star, a fresh star, and a new opportunity with the Jets and let him produce because that's what the Jets are honestly missing is any type of pass rush. Yeah. Yeah, he he's a weird one, man. Like He went from leading the NFL in sacks like, three years ago, four years ago, to, like, not doing anything. It's strange. Uh, next pick is the Giants, and it is to trade Nate Soldier for draft picks and salary relief. That Like, that contract is so bad, uh, they should just trade him and then draft somebody this upcoming year to take over that left tackle position. That would be best for them moving forward, because, honestly, their defense isn't that bad. Like, it's, no, not it's not anything great, but it's not that bad either. Like, they get turnovers, they make a difference, they keep their team in the game to an extent, and then the offense just kind of blows it away with no receiver help and no true weapon outside of Saquon Barkley. Yep. The Chargers, the fourth, what we think the Chargers should be doing in Los Angeles is trade a fourth rounder for Josh Rosen. I guess I must have looked this over when we were running down this list, but that's a great freaking idea. Thank you. That's very that. good. Because Phil Rivers, this might be his last year. And if it's not, he's going to lose his job in the middle of next season. 
in all yeah. reality. Yeah. And so why not have Josh Rosen? Like that's a position where like we've always been saying Rosen's just has had just shitty coordinators, offenses around him. Like this is one that's not. This one has all of the weapons. Yep. All right. Next one. The Denver Broncos. And we have them trading a fourth and fifth round pick for Telvin Smith of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody knows he stepped away from the team this year. He's not retiring. He just stepped away for one year. Uh, that could be rubbing the Jags the wrong way. Uh, they're clearly trying to move in other directions from some of the that group on the defense. So Jags get a couple mid to late round picks in that situation. Good for both teams. Jags get picks. Dolph, or excuse me, the Broncos desperately get linebacking help. Um, outside of Von Miller and Nick Chubb rushing from the edge. That's the wrong Chubb. What Chubb am I thinking of? Bradley Chubb. Thank you. Glad I at least realized it <laughs> instead did. of carrying on. Um, our next team, the Buccaneers. We are saying that they need to trade for running back. And what better and who better not than David Johnson from the Arizona Cardinals for a second round pick? Bruce Arians made David Johnson in Arizona, so why not? He, he knows exactly what he's getting out of him. And obviously, uh, Ronald Jones is starting to play better, so maybe they don't need it as badly, but also I could see Aaron's being like, hey, look at these uh, look at these weapons I have at wide receiver. I'm set. Let me get this running back here, my first-round pick. If I want to go after a new quarterback, I go after a new quarterback. His offense is set. Yeah. Besides quarterback, of course. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they took a quarterback with his first-round pick. Yep. Awesome. Love it. The Steelers. This was a great idea by Treese here when we were building this, and that is to trade for Derek Wolf from the Denver Broncos. We kind of got to a point where we realized we don't know what round pick he's kind of worth, but if he's included in that defense, it's going to be a difference maker, and the Steelers' defense is just getting better and better each week. And if you Excuse me, and if you add Mr. Wolf, look out for the Steelers in the AFC North because they're going to be making some noise. Yeah, absolutely. Next one, the Cleveland Browns. Everybody knows what it is. It is going to be trade for a left tackle. So, hey, we talked about the Giants needing to trade Nate Soldier for a little bit ago. Maybe it's him. Obviously, everybody always talks about Trent Williams. So there's a lot of different options here that the Browns could go. And we really were trying to think of some another position that this team may want or need, but it just like we just kept kept coming back to man, like this offense just needs to protect Baker Mayfield. Give him time to get the ball to those weapons on the outside. So we had to stick with the left tackle there. Up next is the Detroit Lions. Earlier we mentioned that the Dolphins should trade Drake to him. We wanted to spice it up even more here for Lions fans. What if they traded for Melvin Gordon? And I know they have Carryon Johnson. They spent a second round pick on him just two years ago, but he's been injury prone lately. What if they had a one two punch of Carryon Johnson and Melvin Gordon going forward? Like, take that pressure off of Matthew Stafford, and then you have the weapons on the outside like Galladay and Marvin Jones, TJ Hawkinson, Amendola. Man, like, this offense could be even more of a threat. It really would be, and it would really kind of change that whole dynamic of what that team is instead of just not that they're doing this, but it's as if that pressure is still being on Stafford. And if you can find a one-two punch at running back, that's going to take even more pressure off for him and really just kind of change what Matt Patricia ultimately wants for that team moving forward. Absolutely. And a few weeks ago, we talked about how Stafford was leading the NFL the last five or six years in uh, screen pass yards. Melvin Gordon is one of the best there is at running back in that position. Yeah. Outside of Le'Veon Bell, in all reality. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's a few that are really, really good. Obviously, like Bell is one of them. But I, I'd obviously put Gordon in probably the top four or five, for sure. Uh, moving to the next one, the Philadelphia Eagles trading a first and third round pick for Patrick Peterson. Is it a little rich? Uh, we had this conversation we on if it was or not. I think it is. But at this point, the Eagles have to do whatever they can. I, I'm sure that they're upset with, after seeing what Ramsey did with the Rams we, in his first game, I'm sure they were like, shit. Like, that, that's what we could have had. 
Exactly. And we've already said Josh Norman potentially to the Eagles. Let's say they get both of them. That completely changes the outlook of that team going forward for the rest of the season. Absolutely. Is it going to happen? Probably not. That's a real long shot. But it's it's nice to dream, right? Like that's why we call them dreams is because we would like it to potentially happen. Um, our next team, the Tennessee Titans. Just get rid of Mariota. It's clear that you're done with him. It's clear that you did not use him to his correct play style. It's almost as if you took advantage of him. Um, in a in saying that, it's in a sense of just expecting him to grasp the NFL game quickly. But you you took advantage of that by changing offensive coordinators every single year. So why not trade him for picks and possibly put him in a position to succeed elsewhere? Kind of a rebirth, a fresh start for him. When I typed this out, I initially put Alex Smith, and I didn't mean to, but I was thinking Mariota is in a similar situation of Alex Smith where there was numerous offensive coordinators and coaching changes, and he just never was able to kind of settle down and be himself until he got to Kansas City, where he ultimately was the guy at one point. And it was a real discussion here in Kansas City if the Chiefs should trade him or keep him and let Patrick Mahomes start a year early or let Smith finish out his contract. And that's just what the difference was and what he can be with consistency and coaching and play calling. And I think Mariota will find that same success elsewhere if given the opportunity. Agreed. Uh, Jags one, I kind of spoiled it last week, but or last episode, but I'll say it again. Uh, maybe using that Rams pick that they got for Jalen this year for OJ Howard. Get a tight end in this offense. That's literally all they're missing. Their defense is great. Their offense is figuring it out. They got receiving weapons. The running core is definitely there with Leonard Fournette showing back up. Get a tight end and let Mr. Minshew just roll the offense going forward. Yeah. Up next is the Arizona Cardinals, and again, it's kind of going off of what we said with the Eagles. You trade Patrick Peterson. You get a first-rounder plus more, whatever else you can get. Like Get as many picks as you can and just rework that defense. We talked about this last week, and I'm, I'm kind of just on this train, man. I, I've been saying it for three weeks now that I've started to like what I've seen from the offense and everything. They just need to upgrade that defense, get extra picks. I'm kind of on the Arizona Cardinals bandwagon right now. And I'm I might hop on there with you because outside of offensive line issues and the inefficiency of them to stay healthy or the inability for them to stay healthy and the defense kind of being sporadic here and there, that's kind of the one thing holding them back. And if they can get that lined out next year, the next couple of years with these draft picks by getting rid of guys, hell, they're going to be the team in the NFC West and that division is going to get even harder. And it's yeah. really going to be every team has a quarterback and an offense and somewhat of a defense, and it's going to be fun to watch for years to come. Yeah, NFC West and AFC South is the only are the only two divisions that have all four teams with at least three wins. Yeah. Okay. Sounds about right. Our next team, NFC North, the Chicago Bears. Where do what do they need most? I think it's pretty obvious after watching his first game back after injury, Mitchell Trubisky, they need a quarterback. Like, that that time's up. Like, it's not going to happen. Nagy can't be happy. The team can't be happy. Whether there was an all-players meeting or not, the, the meeting is going to be, Mitchell, like, you have to hit the receivers when they're open. You have to quit just standing there waiting for the pass rush to get you and hope to run and make a play. You're going to have to throw the ball and get a guy open. If you can't do that, we need to trade for someone. That's exactly what we think they should do. And that is going to be a split decision from Trees and I for trading for either Cam Newton or Marcus Mariota. We already said the Titans need to trade Mariota. This could be a good spot for him. Uh, like I said earlier, Mariota reminds me of Alex Smith. Guess who Alex Smith was under before he became the head coach of Chicago? Matt Nagy. Yeah. That would be a good pairing going forward. Yep, agreed. Next is the Oakland Raiders. We talked about this last episode, how they, we still, they still need another weapon. And we thought, hey, why not Robbie Anderson from the Jets? I know that the Jets are in love with Robbie Anderson. I just don't think that trade's going to happen, given a lot of these trades are not going to happen. We're going with who is a player that we think can make this team that much better. And Robbie Anderson is the guy. If you can have him and Williams going on the outside with Waller down the middle at the tight end position, you got Josh Jacobs. 
like Derek Carr can make can make that do right. He can make that work. So uh, we're gonna go with Robbie Anderson of the New York Jets going to the Raiders. Boom. The next team, the Los Angeles Rams. They have enough former Jaguars on their teams. Why not add another one in trading for Telvin Smith? Trees. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of the same reasons for the Broncos, right? Like, they just need—the Rams are a pretty good team. Overall, their weakness on their defensive side is in the linebacking core. So why not just grab an athletic guy that brings just energy? And you have then Fowler, Ramsey, and Telvin Smith from that defense back in the day to this one. Uh, that's a real that's a real threat to go with the offense that you know that McVay is going to have by the end of the year. Uh, for the Houston Texans, we just went with more offensive line help. Uh, there's multiple guards they could probably trade for. Uh, what is and I'm trying to think of how to pronounce his name. What is the guy from the Redskins? Sheriff? 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 Sharif. You're asking the wrong guy if you want to know how to pronounce a name. That's also now. true. I think it's. I think that's how you pronounce it, and he would be a good fit, right, as a guard position left or right there. So we're gonna just say get that offensive line, keep building that. I mean, you literally have like no picks in this draft, so <laughs> I don't know what you'd give up at this point. But hey, that's what we're coming up with. The Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this guy broke the new, broke into the news today about being upset with how the Patriots are handling him and fining him and suspending him, and that's Michael Bennett. The Cowboys need help on the defensive line if it's outside or inside. They need help on both sides, on both. To be honest with you, and Michael Bennett is the dude that kind of came in and was the first guy to really like be very successful at playing both positions. So why not trade for him? It would be super cheap. Um, Probably a sixth rounder could probably do it. Maybe maybe a fifth rounder if you really want to make it happen. So uh, bolster that defense, Cowboys. Yeah, I like it. Going to our next team, the Carolina Panthers. We've already mentioned the possibility of trading Cam Newton to the Bears. Another landing spot could be the Denver Broncos and just straight trade for Chris Harris. Trace has already talked about before how the Panthers' secondary is not getting talked about enough. You throw in Chris Harris, that attention is there, right? They're going to be that much better. And if you have a secondary that good, it really doesn't matter how good or bad your pass rush is doing because you can have coverage stacks. That's a real thing. And it's hard to find in the NFL in this day and age. But if you can do that, you're going to be successful, especially if your offense can find success running the ball and keeping the possession of it for long periods of time. That time of possession is a difference maker. As a Chiefs fan, trust me, I definitely know about it. So Cam Newton to the Broncos for Chris Harrison return. That helps him get better. Our next team, the Indianapolis Colts, trade for a safety. We didn't have anyone like on the top of our heads that they could potentially go for. But you find a safety, you help your team going forward. That might be the one thing that they're honestly missing because Malik Cooker can't be healthy. After that, we have the Vikings. Just get rid of Xavier Rhodes. It's there's issues there. There's definitely tension. It's not working. Your team is doing good enough. At some point, you got to look for the next year and kind of where you're at and go. Let's just get draft picks and build from here. Yep, agreed. Next one, we have the Seattle Seahawks, and this might be one of the biggest blockbuster ones that we have on this list. And that Seriously. is trade a, trade a 2020 first rounder and a 2021 second rounder for Mike Evans. Mike Evans is one of the best deep ball route runners, I guess you could say. And obviously, Russell Wilson is arguably the best deep ball thrower. So I think that's just a great combination. I, I know you could probably say, hey, isn't that just why they took DK Metcalf? And yeah, sure. But DK Metcalf would never be what Mike Evans is. And so if you have him with Tyler Lockett and Metcalf, like just those three, they love the Moore kid that they've been, DJ Moore, is that his name? Mm-hmm. No. no. Is that his name? I, David Moore. His name's David Moore. Um, David Moore as well. Man, that's that's some real threats with great running game going. Absolutely. The Baltimore Ravens trade away Jimmy Smith, get some picks. Your secondary is great. You just added Marcus Peters. Go get some draft picks moving forward for Jimmy Smith. There's teams out there that definitely need another corner. We've already listed about three of them that could use one. 
Those are landing spots for him. Next, the Kansas City Chiefs trade away a third-round draft pick and a player for Janoris Jenkins from the New York Giants. Get that, get that other cornerback, solidify the corner position, and then go from there. Because Janoris Jenkins, Trish, you mentioned this before we hopped on, his first year with Steve Spagnola, the Giants had a phenomenal year, and he went off, right? He just had a great season with them. You bring him to the Chiefs, it re-energizes him. We've already seen him have issues with New York. Let's give him a fresh start in Kansas City, give him some barbecue, give him his old defensive coordinator, and let's go win a fucking Super Bowl. Like it. The Buffalo Bills. We've talked about how they need a big-bodied wide receiver. Well, guess what? There's a team trading away fucking everybody down in Miami. So why don't you go and get Devontae Parker and wonder what? I doubt it costs very much. Probably a fourth-rounder at this point. You have a whole bunch of smaller, fast guys, twitchy guys on that team. Give give Allen a big-bodied wide receiver. So we're going to say Devontae Parker there. The Packers, another big blockbuster one. We were saying, you go and get another weapon on this offense and a big-time weapon. Could you imagine having Devontae Adams on one side and A.J. Green on the other side with this running game? That would be insane with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. So we were going to say, go trade for A.J. Green, Green Bay Packers. That would be disgusting. And, like, that's a good disgusting because you're not stopping that offense going forward. And their defense is going to do enough to get them the ball back or at least keep the opposing team out of the end zone long enough for that offense to just keep scoring points. Our next team, the New Orleans Saints. You're, you're pretty set. Like You kind of have everything figured out. But if there's one thing you could use, it's a receiver on the opposite side of Michael Thomas that's fast, has decent hands, and could be schemed perfectly enough to make a difference. And that's Rashad Higgins from Cleveland. You add him for what? Potentially a fifth rounder? Your team's that much better going forward, and you really don't lose that much in draft capital. You'll be fine going on. The Saints, Rashad Higgins, that's a match made in heaven if it can happen. We really like that. The San Francisco 49ers, they've already done it. They traded for Emmanuel Sanders. They got a great route runner. They got a new toy for Kyle Shanahan, who's going to have a heyday with them. And that 49ers offense is even scarier. Agreed. And then we have the Patriots. This one may not, may, some people might be saying, hey, they just traded for Muhammad Sanu. Do they really need this? Uh, yeah, with this type of weapon, they just put Josh Gordon on IR today. And maybe that's why they wanted Sanu so badly. But what if they went and got AJ Green, right? Like, it's one of the Patriot type things. Everybody big, like, oh, they would never trade him to the Patriots. Patriots find a way to get whoever the fuck they want. So uh, we're going to say AJ Green to the Patriots with Tom Brady. That's going to be friggin' wild. If any of if any of these happens, that's going to be great. But if AJ Green does end up at the Patriots, holy crap! Like just hand him the Lombardi because no one's getting past the defense. And if Tom Brady's just got to keep throwing jump balls to Sanu and Green, it's over. Agreed. It truly is. That is it for every trade that we think every team should make before the trade deadline is up, which is again next Tuesday, October 29th for the NFL. We have redone our power rankings. We have re-ranked that. That will be hitting social this morning, so definitely be sure to check it out. And now what you guys are all here for, the true breakdown of week eight. And tonight we start with a Thursday night game of the Redskins versus the Vikings, where the Vikings are favored by 16. This is an indoor game. This is in Minnesota. It's not in a freaking monsoon in Washington where everyone's slipping and sliding and there's just turnovers like crazy. Trees just put his in, and I have to agree. The Minnesota Vikings are going to roll away with this. Their defense is great. Their offense is rolling. The Redskins aren't going to have an answer for anything. Minnesota all the way. Yep, it doesn't even matter that the feeling's out. I still think they cover by 16 points. So let's just do the prop bets very quickly. Austin, I'll let you do Vikings first. I'll do Kansas, uh, Kansas City. I'll do Washington first. First, number one overall. Cousins, 211 passing yards, over or under. 
I'm going first here. That's right. I was looking at Cousins as if he was still with the Redskins. Just kidding. This dude's going to have over. He is playing his former team. You have to be at some point a little pissed off that they treated you the way they did. Why not just destroy them in the air? I agree. Over. Dalvin Cook, 95 rushing yards. This is one of the highest rushing amounts we've had. I'm going to say under, just due to the fact that Kirk Cousins has done great throwing the ball so well, and like I just previously said, he's going to be pissed. It's hard to have someone throw for over 200 yards and then rush for 100 as well. If anyone's going to do it, though, it's going to be Dalvin Cook because he's having a hell of a, a hell of a year. Yeah, I actually think that Cousins probably only has about 220 passing yards, and Cook has like 150 rushing yards. That'll be my prediction here. Stefan Diggs, 67 receiving yards, over or under? I'm going to say over. I mean, you're going to put Josh Gordon, not, excuse me, Josh Gordon, you're going to put Josh Norman on Diggs. You're going to see how that goes. Diggs is going to fly right freaking by him, and Cousins is going to be hitting him all over the field in every spot. Diggs is going to have a wonderful day, especially since Thielen isn't on the other side to potentially take away some receptions. Agreed. I'm going to over as well. Kyle Rudolph, 30 receiving yards at the tight end position. Over or under? I'm going to say over here because he's going to have to be the second guy to go to from Cousins. And honestly, I don't know who the Redskins have that can stop him. Yeah, that that was my worry as well. I didn't know who they would put on him, but I figured they might put Landon Collins on him. So I'm actually going to go with the under here. Moving on to the Redskins side, Case Keenum, 224 passing yards. I'm going to go under here. I'm going to go under as well. That defense for the Vikings are on a roll. They're doing great. That pass rush is clearly evident as of late. They're just going to keep building against this offensive line. Question for you. Does Case Keenum finish this game? No. I don't think so either. Patrick, or Patrick, I saw Peterson. (laughs) Adrian Peterson, 61 rushing yards. I'm going to go under here. And I'm going to go over. I mean, what he did last week on the ground against the 49ers was great in the rain. You get enough of a seam, and he's gone. He looks great cutting. He's holding on. Not, I'm not going to say holding on to the ball. He's running good. He's making us cut, and he looks to kind of be at the old Adrian Peterson we're used to seeing. And this is a comeback game for him as well in Minnesota. This is an opportunity for him to really show, hey, I still have it. Yeah. All right. Terry McLaurin, the rookie, who honestly may be the favorite to win rookie of the year right now, as weird as that is, Uh, 65 receiving yards, over or under. I'm actually going to go over. I think he has probably around 70. Man, I'm having a hard time with this because he's dealing with a little bit of an injury, correct? He was a couple weeks ago, but I think that he practiced all day or every day last week, but I could be mistaken there. Screw it. I'm going to take the over. If if I'm right, awesome. If not, then we both lose it, and you're not getting ahead of me. There you go. Even more. (laughs) Paul Richardson, 34 receiving yards. I'm going to go... I'm going to go under here. I'm going to say over just for the freaking hell of it. I'm not really sure what he can do or what he has to show and offer, but... Hey, it'll be kind of cool to see some guy erupt on primetime television that no one's really paying attention to. There you go. Like it. All right, there we go. That is our prop bets for Thursday night. Should we move on to our Sunday games? Yes, sir. All right, Sunday. We will start out with the Seattle Seahawks going to Atlanta to face the Falcons, who may or may not have Matt Ryan this week. It kind of, he didn't practice today, given it's only Wednesday, so it's not too big of a deal. Um, but there are real doubts that he's going to play this week. Uh, with that, plus how bad this Falcons defense is playing and how well the Seahawks are. I know they lost last week, but they've been on a roll before that. Russell Wilson, we've said it multiple times, really leading that MVP race with him and Watson. I think Carson's going to just tear them up. Somebody like Lockett is a dude that would like go for like 200 receiving yards against this defense. 
I'm going to take the Seahawks in a blowout. And I couldn't agree with you anymore. The only thing that I think adds to this is the fact that they lost last week. And Russell Wilson might put some of that blame on himself for an interception. That was a pick six that ultimately kind of gave the Ravens a win. Like, if that doesn't happen, the, the Seahawks probably win. So he's got to be kind of pissed off. He's got to be licking his chops, looking at the secondary. He's going to have a Watson already did. Now it's Wilson's turn. Our next game, we have the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored by a point and a half, and I'm going to roll with that. I think the Buffalo Bills had a lot to build off last week. Looks like Josh Allen was able to kind of get some get some more confidence back, and that defense is just doing well. Uh, the young guys are stepping up. The old guys are making plays. The Eagles, they're coming off of a loss. Honestly, a blowout against the Cowboys. This is a pissed-off game for them where they can come back and kind of make a difference and get back on top. I'm not really sure, but Buffalo Bills have just got kind of things on their way. And Bills Moth, baby. Yeah, I have this just gut feeling that the Eagles are going to just, like, take off this game. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. They're on the road. They just got blown out. They're facing one of the best defenses. I just have this gut feeling, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stick with Buffalo. Um, for how much I talked up Buffalo this offseason, uh, I have, I've actually gone against them quite a bit this year in the pickums, which is every week I'm like, why am I going against the Bills? Given I've been, I think I've been right more often than not just because of the spreads. Um, but I'm going to take Buffalo this time. They're going to win this game by more than two. So when you say that this is a a game that they just what what did you say the Eagles are going to do this game? I I just have this gut feeling that they're going to win this game. Like I just like I feel like the offense is going to get going and even against a tough defense. Like I it's just a gut feeling I have that like it's it's a total Carson Wentz type thing to do. I mean that makes sense and now you got me scared so thanks. Um our next matchup the New York Jets are traveling to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars. Where the Jaguars are faced are favored by six. I'm taking the Jaguars here. After watching what the Patriots defense did, the Jaguars just gotta watch that game and go, let's just do the same fucking thing. Let's see if the, we have even more ghosts. Maybe we got Tovin Smith out here. He it's not like he knows because he's not gonna freaking be able to see him anyways. And it's October. Halloween's next week. Darnold, you're fucked, bro. I'm hoping you're right. I'm hoping that this defensive line just continues to do what they did last week against Cincinnati. I'm hoping that just every this whole defense, not just the defensive line. I rewatched this game today, and dude, Ronnie Harrison is playing so well at the safety position for the Jags. He made play after play last week. I'm very, very happy with it. They're moving more into the box. They're almost playing like a linebacker at times, which I'd love to see. Six points <coughs> feels like a lot, but I think the Jags know they have to win this game or their playoff hopes are done. So uh, because they they go through a little stretch of some tough games and then it gets easier towards the end, but you have to win these, these type of games to really have a chance. They're trying to get to 500 again. So I'm actually going to take the Jags as well. Uh, we talked about this after the episode last week. Um, so I'm just going to say it here just so it's just not on record. Um, as much as I love Minshew Mania and everything that he's bringing and stuff, I don't think that I would be mad if Week 11 came by and they just said, hey, Nick Foles is the starter. It's hard because when they bench Minshew, like it's – it's kind of like you don't, you can't come back from it. So that's the worry there. But at the same time, Minshew's honestly not played that well the last three weeks, four weeks uh, after his hot start. There's a lot of times where he, it almost looks like he's seeing ghosts in the, in the pocket and he just kind of starts moving around just so he can see through holes of, of the defense, I guess you could say. Uh, and I think that Nick Foles would be a lot more calm there. But there's also a lot of plays that Minshew's making with his legs that Nick Foles can't. So it, it, it's a hard one for me. I, I guess what I'm saying is I still think I would rather just stick with Minshew and just roll with it. 
But I don't think I would be like, what the fuck are you doing if they went with Nick Foles? I mean, I'm still shocked that you're even going to put it on record that you're okay with Nick Foles possibly coming back and starting if Minshew is the true future of the Jaguars. But, hey, that's what you Jaguars fans do. You draft a tight end at quarterback in the top five, and then you go, hey, we might have a future quarterback, a guy that can actually throw, and let's put in a guy that we pay $22 million to a year for uh, just to kind of throw away that possible future. But... Like, why do we say that he's the future? He's, he's like, 50% completion percentage the last, like, three weeks. Like, now that defenses have been watching him, like, why are we saying he's the future? Well, I mean, like you just said, defenses are watching him. Now he's got to go, okay, let me build off of that. Like, let me continue to get better. Like, you have to give him that opportunity. You can't just say, defense has figured you out. Time for Nick Foles. Hope he doesn't break his collarbone again. I, I I'm aware I understand that thanks um I appreciate that but like what I'm saying is he's not giving why are why are we saying he's giving the Jags the best chance to win like why can it not be Nick Foles well I don't think that's what's being said it's more of the fact that like I mean you you said it yourself if you put in Nick Foles it's hard to come back to Minshew it is the next season yeah. I mean, but you also have Nick Foles for the next four years if you want him. Do you want Nick Foles for four more years? <laughs> Probably not. Die. You I also have Minshew for five more years, or four uh, more years as well. Four, yeah. So, I mean, I'm good either way. I'm, I'm good either way. I, all I'm saying is I'm not going to lose my shit if they bench him for Foles. If you if you said which one do you prefer, I'm gonna say Minshew. Alrighty. I mean, that's your team. I make sense. It makes sense. You're on air saying it. And now we're gonna move on to our next game. The Los Angeles Chargers are playing the Chicago Bears, where the Bears are favored by minus four in Chicago. Uh Kind of a game that a lot of people might have been excited for at the start of the year is now a game that a lot of people might just be overlooking and kind of just waiting for another game, maybe watching another one, kind of keeping an eye on this if you're watching Red Zone. Maybe you just really don't care at all. Um, but I'm actually going to take the Chargers to win this game. The Bears, they had an all-team. They had an all-player meeting or players-only meeting. I don't know if that's going to make a difference. The Phillip Rivers, I talked about him in my weekly article with the Score Crow. Um He's just not looking like Phillip Rivers. I mean, he's just he's making silly decisions. Yes, he's got some great throws along the sideline, but it's nothing impressive to where you're going, hey, this guy is winning us games. In all reality, he's losing you games, and he might be realizing that, and now this is an opportunity for him to go, we got a running back back. Melvin Gordon, he's ready to go. We're playing the Bears defense. I'm not going to have a lot of time to throw and make decisions. i got to get the ball out of my hand quick, and that's where the Chargers succeed and do the best. So I'm taking the Chargers here. I'm going to take the Bears because, um, honestly, both of these teams got blown the fuck out this weekend. <laughs> like, they both just I, – I, I, and I, I understand the Chargers lost by a yard. So they didn't – getting blown out is a bad turn. They had bad losses. That's what I'm actually meant to say. Losing to the Titans when you had that chance is a bad loss. Bears obviously – Just three chances. Actually, four, right? Because they had one play, and then there was a pass interference call, and then it was first down again. Yep. Yeah. Five, because they went for it on fourth down. They had five chances from— Man, you really just hate to see it. Like, right now is a bad time to be a Chargers fan. It is. It is. Hate to see it. Uh, I'm going to take the Bears, though. I think that they find a way to make this happen. I think that the Chargers defense isn't playing great. It's not playing poorly. Uh, I think that Trubisky understands how bad he's playing and he is going to make plays with his legs instead. I think he's going to go back to what can I do to not fuck this game up? Oh, I can just run the ball and not have to worry about throwing it and hitting my receivers. I'm going to do that. That's a, that's a good call. And I, I kind of like it. And I, I hate that. I disagree because then like what you say happens and we come back and I'm like, why the fuck did I think this was going to happen? <laughs> And you respond with, you know what? I don't know. 
<laughs> and we and you you give that laugh, and we go on to our next game, just like here, where the New York Giants are going to face the Detroit Lions in Detroit, where the Lions are favored by six and a half. Yeah, this is kind of tough. Treese, I want you to go first. I'm taking the Detroit Lions. I think that they get things going. I think that in a way, the Carry On Johnson injury is going to spark this team a little bit. Uh, they have that Ty Johnson kid, uh, rookie, out of Maryland. I think that he's going to have a big game. I think that TJ Hawkinson has a big game here. And I'm going to go with that. I think that the defense just pressures Daniel Jones into a lot of mistakes. I think that he throws multiple picks this game. Multiple picks again um, for Danny Danger Zone Jones. But it happens. You are a rookie in the NFL. Matt Patricia is a mastermind on the defensive side of the ball. And, Chase, I have to agree with you for Detroit taking the game here at six and a half. Um, that's about all we have to say. Our next one, the Bucks versus the Titans. Tennessee is favored by two and a half at home. I'm actually going to take the Bucks here. I think this is going to be a good game for the Bucks. This is a game for Jameis Winston to kind of redeem himself after the London game where he just had five turnovers interceptions, fumbles, making mistakes, just mental errors that were just happening over and over and over. This is a good game to kind of bounce back from. The Titans, they had a close win last week against the Chargers. Several opportunities to lose that game. Everything just kept bouncing their way. But, Treese, this is one of those games where you could really kind of go either way because you just what you really got to ask yourself is who's going to fuck up the most. 100%. I was upset that you just took the Bucks because I wanted to take the Bucks here. I'm still going to do it because, one, Noah, I have a huge lead on you, so it doesn't matter if we're both wrong, we're both wrong. So, and I mean a huge fucking lead, by the way. What's uh, the lead? Nine. Nine games. Oh, that ain't huge. That ain't <laughs> huge. Get out of here. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> I think that coming off a bye, I think that Bruce Arians is going to have this offense ready to go. I think that he's going to, I think this is just a big game for both wide receivers. Uh, I think Godwin and Mike Evans have over a hundred yards here. I think that the Titans are going to be feeling great about that Chargers win and they might just let this one slip by their hands. Slip through their hands. They're going to be like, shit, that's a game we should have won and needed to win to keep up in this AFC race. Couldn't agree with you more there. Our next matchup, the Denver Broncos are traveling to Indianapolis where the Colts are favored by six. And I'm going to take the Colts here. Uh, I watched what they did last week against the Texans. I watched what they did the week before against the Chiefs. And I just watched what the Chiefs did without Patrick Mahomes or the Denver Broncos. Colts are going to have a heyday. Their pass rush is going to get there. They're going to run the ball down their throat over and over and over and over and over. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over, right? A little Marshawn Lynch action for you over and over. So the Colts are going to have fun. It's going to be a great game for them, and the Broncos are just going to keep their awful demise into just failure of this year. And John Elway is either going to get promoted out of the spot or the Broncos are just going to have to swallow their pride and fire him. Yeah, I'm with you there, and I love it because I took the under on six wins for the Broncos, so just keep on keep on losing. I also have the Bucks under six and a half, so me picking them to win there kind of hurts. But, hey, you, you guys keep losing. What? You can change it. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so you, those chance. two teams, those teams, just keep losing. Win me some money in Vegas, please. Uh, but you're right. I mean, this offense, no Emmanuel Sanders now for the Broncos. Like, what are they going to do? Like, they have Sutton, and that's really it. I know they like that Hamilton kid, but he doesn't do much. Like, he honestly doesn't. I saw I, – I heard a stat today that he only – he led the, like, final four or five weeks last year. He was, like, top five – eight in catches in the NFL, but he had, like, less than 200 yards. Like, he just doesn't do much with it. Yeah, uh, you hate to see it. Uh, our next game, the Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to Los Angeles to play the Rams, where they are favored by 13.5. The Rams are favored by 13.5, not the Bengals, if you heard that differently. Uh, Rams are just going to run away with this. The Bengals have given up. They really don't have that much to offer. Now, after me saying that, watch them just light it up. 
watch their defensive pass rush get there because the Rams have been having time an issue with that. But it's the Rams' defensive line that's going to make the difference because the Bengals don't have an offensive line. You watch what the Cardinals did last week to seal that game. Watch what the watch what the Rams are going to do. Like Aaron Donald, it might be choke slamming Andy Dalton instead of Devontae Freeman. Yeah, I think you meant what the Jaguars did last game. They played the Bengals last week. The Cardinals and Bengals played last week. No, the Jaguars played the Bengals last week. Trust me, I know. I know what team my my team played. Then who did the Cardinals play last week? Giants. Why the fuck do I keep having these mental errors? <laughs> they play. I think it was two weeks ago, or maybe it was three weeks ago. The uh, Bengals and Cardinals played. It was a few weeks ago. They did play. It's fine. It's fine. We're good. Um, I totally agree with you. Uh, Daryl Henderson, that third-round guy from Memphis, yeah, this is a breakout game for him, for the Rams. I think that he goes for easily over 100 yards. Really? Yes. I think that they, once again, in the second half, they're up by so much, they just don't push Gurley. Like, why put the wear and tear on him in a game like this? I still think that he'll be fine. I mean, he'll probably have 75 total yards in the first half and probably a touchdown or two because that's what Gurley does. But I think in the second half, they're going to just give the ball to Henderson, and he is going to eat them up just like Leonard Fournette did. So I'll just call it here. I'll call my shot. Over 100 rushing yards for Daryl Henderson this weekend. Wow. Uh, that's a pretty good call after you explain it like that. Uh, hopefully that comes true. Now, speaking of a team that played the Jaguars last week in the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. The Arizona Cardinals face played the Giants. I just have no idea what I'm talking about, apparently. Kind of pissing myself off. But the Cardinals are traveling to New Orleans, where the Saints are favored by 10.5. I think this is going to be a close game. The Cardinals kind of appear to be figuring a lot of stuff out. Patrick Peterson coming back last week was a huge boost for them. I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover. I still think the Saints win. But I think the Cardinals can do enough to at least cover. Dude, you're starting to make my type of picks. I like it, dude. I'm I'm so on this Arizona wagon that I really want to take Arizona, but I'm I'm not going to. I'm going to take the Saints here, I think, at home. If this game was in Arizona, I think I would take this. But it, it's in New Orleans, I, and it sounds like Breeze is coming back this game. I just... 11 points is a good number for them for them to win by. Uh, I just don't know if Kyler Murray is going to be able to make plays against this defense. This defense is legit. One of the top probably three in the league. Well. That's a good sucks point. To, sucks to suck. Good point. It sucks to suck. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Our next game, the San Francisco 49ers are favored by five and a half with the Carolina Panthers visiting, coming into town. I'm going to take the 49ers to win by five and a half. I think they easily can win by a touchdown. They just added Emmanuel Sanders. Looks like he's playing on Sunday. Kyle Shanahan's going to have a fucking heyday, man. No matter how good this Panthers secondary has potentially been on what Treese has been saying, that pass rush for the 49ers is going to get to Mr. Allen of the of the Panthers, and it's going to throw him off. That secondary is smart enough to not get confused by anything, by any schemes and motion from the Panthers that they do, and they're going to be able to stop Christian McCaffrey. I don't think he has a big game this week against the Niners, and this is an opportunity for the Niners to once again show that they are one of the best teams in the NFL. I think this is going to be a very close game. I think the Niners do pull it out in the end. But I think Panthers coming off a bye, they've had two weeks to prepare for this game. I think that they will be ready for anything that Kyle Shanahan throws at them. So I think that they are going to slow it down and keep this game close. And the way that the Panthers get the ball out quickly and run the ball, I think it's going to make it so that pass rush of the Niners just isn't as strong as it has been. So... They'd love to do the short routes to either Samuel or DJ Moore, even Christian McCaffrey. 
got a great outlet at tight end with Greg Olson. I think that just the quick passing game is going to slow down that that defense for the 49ers. Uh, in the end, though, I do think that they do make some plays in the fourth quarter that get them the win. But five and a half, a little too rich for me. I got you. Um, our next game, the Cleveland Browns are traveling to New England where the Patriots are favored by 13. And I'm just going to take the, the 13 for the Patriots, and I'm going to leave it at that. I, mean, I think we've said enough. We know what the Patriots are. They have now shut out two teams this year, I think even possibly three, where the opposing team has not scored at all. And the Cleveland Browns are still trying to figure a lot of things out. Whether they're coming off a bye or not, it's really not going to matter. The Patriots are the Patriots. and They're going to shut down OBJ. Javaris Landry might have a couple of big catches, but it's not going to be enough to give them a lead or give them close to this, this amount here. I agree. I think New England covers this. I just think that the Patriots are probably deep down, they're probably a little sick of hearing about the Browns in the offseason, about how good they were going to be and how they're one of the favorites in the AFC. And they're in the Patriots. Like, we'll show we'll show everybody who they everybody knows that it's the Patriots in the AFC right now anyways. But I think they, they still want to prove another point being like, hey, your guys is offseason uh, paper champions. They're nothing compared to us. Uh, I hope that Baker is healthy, though, and does come out and play well. I really do, because I just want to see this connection with OBJ finally start to really take off, which it obviously hasn't at all this entire season. But I really, I'm I'm just wanting to see it. Well, this is a bad game to want to see it, because the Patriots have probably one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Oh, totally. Stephon Gilmore is going to shut, shut him down, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Or he's going to get called for all those holdings and pass interferences, and the Browns are going to possibly win. Yeah, possibly. I'm just kidding. Uh, Our next game, the Oakland Raiders are traveling to Houston to face the Texans, where the Texans are favored by seven. I think I'm going to take the Texans here. The Raiders are coming off a loss. The Texans are coming off a loss, a game that they should have won. Deshaun Watson is looking at this defense going, hey, they really don't have much that scares me. They don't have any corners that can keep up with the speed that we have that can cover the route running of Mr. Hopkins, the best receiver in the NFL. Um, And we have somewhat of a running game. The only thing that worries me here is Josh Jacobs just rolling all all over this Texans defense. That would be my only concern from the Raiders and Waller having another big game and Derek Carr hooking up with some of his receivers for some deep shots. So, sorry, are you taking New England, or I mean New England, are you taking Texans to cover them? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I just wanted to make sure I understood you correctly there. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Raiders. I think that Texans still win this game. Seven's just too too much for me. I think that the Raiders are playing very well right now. You you gave up all those good points and valid points right there at the end, and you really kind of helped justify my pick here. I think that they will try to make it a Josh Jacobs show. You said this last episode, which I thought was like right dead on the spot, where the Packers were not going to stop Josh Jacobs. If they didn't get down early... Like, that game could have gone south really quickly. Like, total opposite way, right? It went south for Oakland really quickly. It could have gone the other way if it wasn't for a couple just random plays here and there. I think that the Raiders clean everything up, and they just say, hey, we're running the ball. Let's slow the damn game down, and, like, let's go. So I'm going to take the Raiders to cover. I don't know if they're going to win, though. Like, I still probably do choose Houston to win overall, but I seven. I mean, touchdowns a lot, man. So, Raiders. Yeah, I completely hear you there. Um, Our next game is a Sunday night football matchup, a game that's been highlighted on my calendar since the schedule came out, and a game that I was going to go to, but the the pricing of these tickets was out-fucking-rageous, and I wasn't going to pay it. I was considering paying for it with Mahomes and... Mahomes and uh, Rodgers here. Excuse me, I don't know why I went blank there all of a sudden. With Rodgers and Mahomes. But Mahomes is not going to be playing. Yeah, you're hearing reports that he practiced yesterday and he looks good running around and there's a stretch from Andy Reid that he may play. He ain't going to play. There's no reason to force him in there. There's no reason to rush him. 
even if he's saying, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, let him just say, I'm good, to where he's begging and demanding to play in about four weeks. When your offensive line's back healthy, you have Eric Fisher, his left ankle is fine, his right knee is okay, and the offense is rolling forward with Sammy Watkins healthy as well. But there's no reason to rush him back at this point. You have a, a lead over the AFC West. You currently have the number two spot in the playoff rankings behind the Patriots. Like, you're fine for right now without him. In this game, though, I'm going to take the Packers. The Packers are covered by four, traveling to Kansas City. The Chiefs' offense, I think, will still be okay with Matt Moore, but it's definitely not going to be the same. And the Packers look to just be rolling and having everything figured out for this week. I think I'd be taking the Packers anyways if Mahomes was playing. But that's what I have so far for this game. It's going to be a good one. I still think it's going to be a great matchup. The Chiefs' defense had a lot rolling their way against Denver. Why not carry it over here against the Packers and really see what you have going for yourselves? Yeah, I also am going to take Green Bay. I think that just what the Colts did and um, in a sense what the Lions tried to do, I just think that they're going to try to run the ball. They're going to just keep the offense off the field. And I agree. I think Matt Moore can probably do the job. Uh, But I think the goal is still to just keep that offense off the field. Like the weapons are still there for the Chiefs. I mean, Tyreek Hill is still there. Kelsey's still there. Hardman's there. Robinson, all the running backs, right? Like they can still put up wep- or put up points quickly, even without Mahomes, I think. Uh, so I think they're going to kind of follow the same model that the Colts did. And Hey, let's just hold the ball like as long as possible. I think that this is going to be a huge Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones game. I think that we'll go back to the Aaron Rodgers that we saw the first five weeks of the season where it's like, man, he's not putting up that many yards. Because he doesn't have to. Just grind out the wins. I mean, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Our next game, a sad and disappointing Monday night matchup of the Dolphins versus the Steelers. The Steelers are favored by 14. Fuck the Dolphins. I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah, you're never picking them again. Uh, I also am. Pittsburgh's coming off a bye. I think that they're getting healthy. I think that now they're going to have Rudolph back. I think the offense is going to get rolling here. The defense, we've talked about it numerous times, playing well. You know Minka Fitzpatrick wants to make a couple plays. You know he's going to be like, oh, yeah, let's fucking do this. Like, let's get the crowd involved. Let's embarrass my old team. Let's show them what's up. I totally agree. I'm so happy that teams like the fucking Steelers and Dolphins get fucking Monday night games, Sunday night games, whatever. But the Jags haven't had a Sunday night or Monday night game since 2012. Super happy about that. I can tell. I mean, it's just ringing through your voice into the microphone. Like, Like, you're ecstatic. Only having my primetime game being a Thursday night game for the Jags every year. Like, I'm super, super excited about it as a fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that life is like. I mean, we you got don't. about seven a year. I know you do. But, like, and I get it. Like, there's big market teams that deserve that. But the fucking Dolphins get multiple? I mean, what division are they in? That's why. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's why. I get it. Like, Robert Kraft is a part owner of CBS. His division is going to be on TV. Yes, I know it's ESPN, but still. That's TV Network's primetime games. Like, he's going to be... His division's going to be on TV. Yeah. Yep. And all I'm my, sorry. I know all you hate to does see it. Make bumpers of cars. Like whatever. It's fine. <laughs> do you think Fitzpatrick finishes this game? Yes. You really do? Yeah. I I think they made their decision. I think I think it's I think it's the Fitz Magic show the rest of the way. Yikes. Well, that's about all we have for that. Uh, our bye week game or our bye weeks is the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens. A great time for the Cowboys to kind of get things lined out. It would be awesome to see the Cowboys sign Dak to a contract, kind of get that figured out. You're kind of starting to see what he is this season. Now is an opportunity to kind of get him paid and move on from it. The Ravens get some rest and just keep building forward because you guys are heading in the right direction. 
Absolutely agree there. All right. So next episode, Mr. AC over here is going to be going solo again for the second time in a few weeks, man. I apologize for leaving, but I got to take the wife and kid to Disneyland this weekend. So we're going to be gone from Sunday to Wednesday and uh, it should be a good time. I'm, I'm, I act like I'm not excited, but I think it'll be fun. But, you know, I have to do this. So you and I can spend some time together in January at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Um, you probably shouldn't use the words I have to. More like you get Correct. to. You're right. You get to take your family to freaking Disney World. Here's here's the deal. It's We're an hour in. My wife's not still listening. She listens to the first five minutes and then bounces. So You really think so? Probably not. She probably. I mean, she's <laughs> got to get bored during the football talk. I think she likes to start because we like talk about things outside of football. But I think once it's fo- actual football talk, she just she bounces. She listens to other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey, at least yours listens. Mine just straight up goes like, uh, yeah, I've listened to it, you know, a couple times. I was like, I was like, what episode number? I think the last one I listened to was like twenty six. I was like, well, we're on sixty three, so. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely so, not listening. A <laughs> little behind. Uh, but you're right, though. I, I get to, and it's going to be a good time. It's Halloween party at Disneyland and stuff. It'll be good. It'll be fun. Is it Disneyland or Disney World? Disneyland in California. Oh, Whoops. I mean, it's not as, I know, it's not as cool as Disney World, but you want to know what? It's a 40, 50 minute flight for me. <laughs> so, pretty quick. Enjoy your time, sir. Have fun. Safe travels. We'll be sitting here waiting for you when you get back. I can't wait to listen again. Dude, I know Monday night is going to come around, and I'm going to be calling you back. Hey, dude, I'll get on. I'll just call you from my phone. Let's do this. <laughs> you can. I'll let you know. We'll, we'll find out. Um, but other than that, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, if you guys want anything else on these episodes, anything that intrigues you that you want us to talk about, Hit us up on social. We'll, we'll be sure to get that in there. And then uh, maybe in the next day or two, Austin, we need to post some uh, some cold cuts and some fling of the weeks. Bingo, bingo. Cool. All right. Uh, I think that's it, everybody. And thanks for listening. And tonight we've been talking football.